while it is tempting to focus solely on the politics of Rome's fall, the day-to-day -day life of its residents remains of interest to the more esteemed of scholars. The relationships that horses manage to cultivate astound. In short, we have reached the point of the play, affectionately dubbed Horse, Sex, and the City. We see Polymia, the Clydesdale, Minestrone, the Unicorn, and Pegulus, the Peg-Leg Pegasus, sitting eating brunch in Rome. It's just so hard to have romantic relationships when you're a time-traveling horse. You'll find the right one, Polymia. You're such a catch. I tried to flirt with Theremin the Taraman, but he said that he's my lawyer and that it wasn't appropriate. Well, he has a point. I know. Waiter, could we get some more mimosas? Thanks. But he's one of my peers. There just aren't that many of us on the Council of Time-Traveling Horses. What about that one fellow? Unicorn? I think his name was? Well, he's a human. And I know some horses aren't into the, are into the whole centaur-making thing. But I'm just not one of them. Humans are filthy and disgusting. Don't debase yourself by being with one of them. You know, Minestrone, you can be honest with us. About what? We've heard you say all kinds of nasty things about humans, but you know, Rome, it's smaller than you think. What are you implying? <sighs> Honey, you've been seen out and about with that senator, Julius Mulius. Oh no! My, my reputation is ruined! I think it's sweet. How will people take me seriously as an advisor to our god emperor when they know I associate with the two legs? It's the fifth century. It's time to do away with those old-fashioned notions. That's right. I, I don't agree. Ours is a forbidden love. Me, a magnificent unicorn with a corncob horn. Him, a disgustingly stinky, two-footed senator type. He's just my dirty little secret. <laughs> Not much of a secret when you take him out into public. Honey, I'm from the future. I'm here to tell you that these notions you have are going to be outdated. Polemia, you know I love you, but I get tired of your moral superiority sometimes. I know you're from the future, but I'm from the now, honey. Isn't that important too? You are important. I don't want to make you feel like I think my way is the only way. I'm just saying it's possible that humans are less filthy than you really make them out to be sometimes. Well, he's at least distracting. Huh. I wish I had a distraction. In the distance, we hear faint screaming. <laughs> But these women obviously do not hear it and carry on. There's just nobody in Wales who's suitable at all. Are you still pining after that Lwid woman? Ugh, yes. I just can't get over her perfect bone structure. 
And her sick rhymes. Oh, sweetheart, Lewin has made it clear she is not a lesbian. You don't have a shot. Oh, oh, I know. But that doesn't stop me from feeling what I feel. You deserve to be with someone who wants to be with you. There just isn't anyone like that all the way up here in Wales. Oh, by the way, honey, thanks for coming all the way to Rome just to have brunch with us. No problem. A bunch of Welsh folks are coming here anyway. Wait, what are they here for? Oh, they're overthrowing the Roman Empire. We hear the sounds of fire crackling and screams closer this time. Wait a minute. You're here with the Welsh invaders? They're here? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Didn't you realize that there's a gigantic army approaching your capital? Well, thanks for brunch. I need to go advise the god emperor. And I need to rally the Roman army. Polemia and Minestrone both run off, leaving Pegulus alone. <sighs> oh, they're gone. Figures. And on that morose note, we zoom out of the brunch to see Rome being sacked by a host of Welsh invaders exploring the personal relationships of these three horsewomen gives us insight into life in Rome during its collapse. <laughs>